there is more out there, Chris. And the, the way to kind of figure out what's out there is to just, what, what I like doing is just looking through the Google Ads account. Look at the settings for the ad groups. Look at this account level settings. Look at the campaign settings. Look at the ad groups. When you look at the search terms report, see what columns you can add. There's a lot you can do there. Um, go through that middle gray bar in the middle left of the screen and look at every single page. Uh, but the, the tricky thing is, once you start doing that, it can lead to some very bad decisions. Mm. And so to kind of mix it up here, a, a sign that your account could use a professional's help and the, like there is a lot of room for improvement, I'm going to say is if, if there's too many bid adjustments going on and we're able to make bid adjustments at the the device level so like tablets and mobile versus uh mobile tablets and and desktop uh we can make device bid adjustments with something called the calls bid adjustment audiences demographics ages locations schedules there's a lot of areas where you can say bid 30 percent more bid 50 percent less and once you start doing that over and over and over in a bunch of different places to me, that's a sign of a potentially a campaign that's not run that well. Chris, I think you might agree with that, but you can speak to why if you do. Uh, but do you think too many bid adjustments going on is a bad sign? Yeah. Um, Jason, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's probably a degree of trying to over-engineer something uh, beyond what it's intended to do. If you feel like you are looking for such a specific needle in a haystack that you need to set your device bids to negative 62% and your computer bids for positive 15%. And then your age, you have individual bid, bid adjustments for each age bracket and then income percentage levels. You have different. I absolutely agree. I feel like what the person's trying to do is they're saying, hey, look at me. I'm an automated bid system. No, yeah. you're not. My, my favorite is the difference between the 2 p.m. hour and the 1 p.m. hour. <laughs> and right. not running during 2 to 3 or bidding right. down the 2 to 3 p.m. hour by 50%. One hour so. makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, if someone – oh, great lead at 1. What time is it? 2.02? Oh, not interested. That's the thing that people can forget about Google Ads is that it's keyword-based. It's a keyword-based product, the search campaigns, yeah. and it's search. the keywords are based on search terms, what people actually – actually search. And Chris, I think it's very easy for people to get forget that because there's so many options. Because I can tell you, if I'm forgetting it, which I forgot in the last month, and then I was reminded, I was off in performance max land. You should go there, Chris, every now and then. It's fun. But sometimes you got to come back <laughs> yes, to the search land. Yeah, And remember, it's all based on searches. And yeah. uh, even a lot of the data uh, and targeting ability of a performance max campaign, I think, is based on searches that people do. And then that's how they end up seeing your performance max ads uh, everywhere they see them. But it's always good to get back to keywords, get back to searches. And when you remain in that mindset and get back to it, you start to realize how silly things sound like bidding differently in the 2 p.m. hour versus the 1 p.m. hour or bidding differently in this zip code versus that zip code, which are right next to each other. They sound silly based on your own hunches uh, as the business owner because those are just hunches. It's not based on the data. And then even when you get into the data, 
oh, well, this zip code's performing better. I can almost guarantee you that yeah. you don't have a big enough sample size to make that decision yeah. in a in a smart way. Yeah, yeah. May, I, that It's a great point to bring up about zip codes. I hear that so much about people saying, you know, especially home service companies. They're like, well, these are the real rich neighborhoods that I want to show up in, you know, and, and it's it's a handful of maybe 10 zip codes. And they're like, can you can we do a campaign just for those? And every time I'm, I just have to break the news. I'm like, listen, I know that sounds great, but people travel, people move. And when it comes to micro-targeting things like that, um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to take the good with the bad, and you have to train the system to optimize as best you can with the data that you're getting. And micro-targeting stuff like that, I find is complete yeah. disaster. Does yeah, not work. There's there's val- valid reasons. Like sometimes certain zip codes, people just don't want to do business in. That's fine. Like they're not their kind of customers or uh, they're just not places they want to go. And especially in these larger metros, different parts of the city are just different. But that's usually a small portion. And it's like, if you want to pick out 10 zip codes in a huge metro only that you want to target, you're probably going too small. Yeah. Um, and the good news in this case, you mentioned the good and the bad. The good news is that with Google Ads search, even the bad can be profitable. Yep. It's just that compared to the good, it seems bad because the good is so amazing. It's like, yeah, yeah you want to get in front of people with 5,000 square foot homes only if you're a mover and make the bunch of money from those moves. But guess what? That's only 10% of your moves on average. So when you spend your marketing budget, do you want to just get 10% of the moves possible or do you want to get all the moves possible and make sure they're all profitable? That's kind of where you want to get to as a Google Ads advertiser. I think. And before we go to our break, let me ask you, Jason. Every time I ask you, I know what the answer is going to be. I don't ever ask you questions I don't know. Not anymore, at least. I've known you too long to ask open-ended questions that I don't know what the answer is going to be. Because <laughs> it's going to be something that I'm just off the wall. Um, so, uh, you yeah. get... you. I'm sure you get people that ask you... Hey, just some obscure example. Um, hey, we're a bakery and we just got a, a a call from a school that wants to buy cupcakes for their whole teacher. Like, you know, all the teachers, they're doing a teacher appreciation. They want to buy 300 cupcakes for everybody in the administration and the teachers and everything. Can you start targeting people that want to buy cupcakes for teachers in bulk of 300 or more can we get can we try and get more of those things like that is what happens when you allow for variance outside of just 10 zip codes what i'm saying is you will never stumble on situations where you come right. come across a amazing opportunity if you are micro niching down to bid adjustments on top of bid adjustments on top of bid adjustments where you basically have filtered this to just a select few of things that will trickle through and you leave no variance for other opportunities to come through because you'll never be able to find that client that wants to buy 300 cupcakes for all the teachers in the school district unless you target on a wider scale and allow some variance in that area. That's a good point with zip codes, but for more of the professionals out there like us, it's also a good point with keywords and search terms. Like yeah. I think one yeah. of the pitfalls of that professionals can fall into is they can see some beautiful, very, very deep in the funnel, very clear what the person means with their search terms and think, oh, I'm just going to only show on those because those are amazing. 
And we know those are amazing. But at the same time, people search for a lot of different things in general general ways. So like for a moving company, there's some great searches out there, White Glove Moving Company in Dallas, but there's also Dallas moving companies. And the literally the person doing the Dallas moving company search could be a billionaire with like a 20,000 yep. square foot house. They Never could know. be. Yep. And a lot of people search for things in very, very common ways. So brings us full circle here. You track your conversions, make sure you're getting a profitable cost per conversion. And then you might get surprised with some big wins sometimes from some common searches. And Jason, how many, how many millionaires, billionaires out there do searches that say, go to google.com and type, I am a millionaire and I need a mover. <laughs> None. Yeah. Zero. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. People don't define their searches like that. They don't identify themselves like that when they're doing searches. That's that's not the case. You have to be and, uh, and lenient. Beyond that, how many of them have their assistant who's in the 30 to 40% of income instead Boom. of the top 10 do the yep. search for them? Yep. Yeah. 